everybody, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Firearms Cafe. I'm your host, Tony Brown. Today is Saturday, the 26th of May, 2012. Before we jump into the show, let's go ahead and get our contact info out of the way. If you'd like to contact the show, there's a couple of different ways to do so. The first would be to use our voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731, 206-745-2731. I do use this voicemail for my other podcast, so when you are leaving a message, make sure that you mention that it is for Firearms Cafe. If you'd like to send in your own audio recording, or if you'd like to send in a regular email, and have me read it for you on the show, I'd be more than happy to do that. The email address is firearmscafe at gmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. This show is part of the Gun Rights Radio Network. Podcasting freedom. One show thingy at a time or something like that. I don't know. You can hear Gun Rights Radio Network on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, or Palm phones. On demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Gun Rights Radio Network shows can be found under sources. 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 It's been well over a month since I've been able to put out a show. And I had some people contact me and say hey is everything going okay because i actually as you, many of you guys know i do uh, this show as well as my other show which is the armed ape and i hadn't put one out of those in quite a while either and uh basically what happened is there were some medical issues with my dad and it was of such a nature that i needed to go back to oklahoma where he lives and sort of make sure that everything was all right and uh, the nature of the condition I guess you could say was heart related and it was such that if I didn't go back uh, there would be a good chance that uh, I may not get to see him again and uh, as as things turned out it's still a serious condition but he's, he's of course he's still around and he's doing okay uh, but it's one of those things you know when you when you're an older person uh, sometimes something like that can uh, can be the end for you, and you may pass on to the next phase. And uh, so I, I went back, and uh, you know, sort of had to drop everything. And then by the time I got back, my uh, there were some other things that were going on here, some some things that needed to be taken care of. Uh, so now, finally, everything is kind of settled down and gotten to a point where I can actually put out a show. You know, on the last show, I talked about uh, that I have an FNP 45 uh, and that I want to sell it or trade it or do whatever and get a Glock 21. And there were a couple of reasons for that, and I talked about how that uh, one of the things is I carry a, a 17 all the time, and I'm used to it, and I wanted to have if I was going to have another gun, I wanted to have something that was a familiar platform so that if I picked it up in a stressful moment, I'm not going to fumble around with stuff. There's not going to be anything that's really going to be different. Uh, how I operate the gun will, will be the same. And with the Glocks, and one of the reasons I like the Glocks, and you may like something different for other reasons, but for me, I like it because it's very simple. There's not a lot of stuff you have to mess with. There's not a lot of stuff you have to do in that high-stress situation. Uh, 
I did not carry it in the, uh, I guess, what do they call it? The Israeli style, is that what they call it? Meaning that you you have a magazine in the in the uh, in the pistol, but there's not a round in the chamber. I carry it uh, with a round in the chamber. So pretty much, uh, if I ever needed to use it, hopefully I never will. But if I ever needed to use it, it's going to be access it and uh, just pull the trigger and uh, hit the target type thing. And I've always liked, you know, the forty-five as a caliber, and you can we can get into that debate, you know. Uh, but suffice it to say, you know, nine millimeter versus forty forty-five, and uh, I just like the forty-five. Uh, now I don't know that I would necessarily carry it all the time. Uh, the the model that I'm looking at, of course, is the twenty-one which is the full size, and I actually want a third generation, and I want the SF version. I looked at some of the Gen 4 stuff, and um, I guess by now maybe they have all the bugs worked out, I don't know. But I just like the uh, I like the SF, which stands for uh, short frame, not slim frame, uh, so that the it's, just, it's shorter. It's still as wide, because a magazine, you're only going to, be able to lessen the width, but the distance from the front of the grip to the back of the grip is actually shorter. And, and like I talked about before, you, you have a little bit more uh, uh, where the web of your hand is going to go up to where you're going to get up on the gun. Some of that is scooped out a little bit more. I'd held both the uh, Gen 4 and the uh, Gen 3, the SF versions, and they felt about the same. Uh, but again, I just, I don't know, maybe it's a goofy reason to to want it, but I just, I, I think the bugs have been worked out of the Gen 3 thing. And uh, I, I don't necessarily want, I know the Gen 3, sometimes it can have like the Picatinny rail as opposed to the Glock rail. It can have a, um, I want to say a dual magazine, which I don't want. I, I'll just stick with the magazine release on the one side. Uh but anyway, that was that was one of one of the reasons that I wanted to trade off that F and P was there's you know it's got a decocker it's got a safety it's you know you do get of course more capacity but eh. with the fourteen round magazine uh, you could have one in the chamber which would give you fifteen with a Glock you've got a thirteen round magazine with one in the chamber gives you fourteen so really it's not going to be that big of a big of a deal I know people can say oh that one round may save your life one day blah 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 Eh, maybe maybe not I don't think it's that big a deal it's uh, it's not like the difference between you know I would say well I've got seven rounds as opposed to 14 and there I think there you know you might have a uh, you might have an argument there on capacity but anyway you know I still wanted to have the same familiarity of platform but also you know i i've i've carried that glock 17 for so long and it's nine millimeter and i've talked about before that one of the things that i have got on order for it and have had on order for it for a long time is the advantage arm uh, 22 conversion kit primarily for training but also uh, so that my wife could shoot that and and I could ease her into that. She would become familiar with the platform, but wouldn't have all the recoil and all that other stuff. 
that you get with the nine. Although to most of us out there the, who shoot regularly, the nine is is not considered a very high recoiling gun. But for somebody who's new and hasn't had a lot of experience, anything that you can do to kind of reduce that recoil uh, and get away from having a, maybe a, a ingrained flinch or something like that is a good thing to do. Uh, so anyway. Like I said, I've always just liked forty five. I I, I I like the uh, the size of it and all that kind of jazz. And you know, they they make the argument with a nine millimeter about well, you know, with the modern ammunition and with the expansion, you know, it's just as good as a forty five, and you you know, you get the higher velocity and blah blah blah. But if it doesn't expand, and you could say you could make the same arguments with with a hollow point forty five. Well, that may not expand either. But if it doesn't, you've still got that great big hunk of lead. And it's a, uh, you know, it's a proven round, although I guess all of them with multiple shots, of course, are are proven rounds. You've got to be pretty lucky to get a one-shot stop. Uh, and that's sort of just the reality of it from all the research I've done and, and uh, from what all the experts seem to say. But anyway, getting back to that uh, twenty-two conversion thing by Advantage Arms. I've waited a long, long time for it, and you can't really find it. There, yeah, every once in a while, you'll see one that'll be on GunBroker, but they're they're pretty expensive. And this is for the uh, for the seventeen. But one thing too that was kind of an extra bonus was that there seemed to be quite a few of the uh, of the kits in forty five uh, for the Glock twenty one. There's there seems to be uh, you can find those pretty easy. Uh, a lot of times, I've even found, uh, seen the kits for them in town, and they're a little bit more, but not that much more. Uh, not not so much more that it wouldn't that it would prohibit you from buying one. Uh, so that's another reason, kind of a, like I said, an added bonus. And uh, once I get that, what I plan on doing is going to a gun show. Uh, when they have them out here about once a, it almost seems like once every two three months. So I'll go to one and I'll take that F&P 45 and I'll trade that thing off or try and sell it maybe privately and then take that money and then buy the gun. Hopefully I'll be able to just maybe do a straight trade with a guy, uh, one of the dealers at the gun shows. Then I'll keep you guys informed on that. Um, I haven't really heard, you know, some people say, oh, the, the, the 45 in there, they... Uh, didn't do uh, such a good job as they did with the nine millimeter, but you know I, I don't know. Um, I know some people that have the Glock twenty one, and they haven't had a problem with it. Uh, if I oh another thing too, I've got a lot of uh, ammo that I had that I was lead, and of course you can't shoot lead out of the. You're not supposed to. It's not that it won't work. Um, but Glock doesn't recommend that you shoot lead bullets out they want you to shoot jackhead stuff so anyway the the fnp it didn't matter and so i've got uh, quite a bit of that uh lead ammo for lack of a better term and what i thought about doing maybe with that glock 21 is getting a uh, maybe a conversion barrel from lone wolf i don't know uh maybe if i could find one you know, at a decent price or something like that. Uh, maybe somebody's got one and they found they didn't really use it and so they're going to get rid of it type thing. Somebody's always wanting to sell something. Uh, and, I, of course, I've got the reloading dies and everything already. So, uh, And usually when I reload, I, just, I tend to 
for whatever reason, uh, and, and it was in the past when I started, the uh, the lead bullets weren't really that much more inexpensive than the full metal jacket. And so I had, uh, when I bought the supplies for reloading, I bought full metal jacket stuff. So, so that's kind of my saga with the guns. I know I'm kind of stumbling around or I haven't been on mic for such a long time. I don't, uh, I don't feel I've got that great of a flow going today. So what we're going to do is we're just going to jump to another subject right here. Not too long ago, and I commented about the Zimmerman thing and kind of what was going on with that, with the Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman deal. And at the time, when it first came out, I also had a thought that not very many people were talking about, because at the time, it, it really wasn't, it was kind of up in the air whether he was going to go to trial or not, or what was going to happen. But... Uh, we kind of see now that that is going to happen. He is going to go into trial. And what we're seeing is that evidence uh, that was showing one thing is now maybe showing another. And that doesn't mean it can't change again. It very well might. But it seems like from what we can, uh, from the stuff that's kind of getting trickled out, it seems like they, it's probably going to end up being a justifiable shoot. Um. You know, we talk about, kind of on a little sidetrack here, we talk about awareness and making decisions and when do you get involved and things like that. And I can guarantee you probably George Zimmerman wished he would have just said, ah, look at that guy, and you know, the hell with it, I'll just, I'll get in my car and I'll drive away and then I'll call the cops and say, hey, some dude was here and you should probably come and check it out. And of course for him... To kind of run that exercise in his head, it's it's pointless because he's in a situation that you and I hope we're never in. So for him, it doesn't do much good to say, boy, I wish I would have, I should have, could have, but didn't type thing. But for you and I, it's a different situation. You and I can look at that and we can say, he probably should have just gotten his car or he probably should have just done this or should have done that. And he wouldn't be in the pickle that he's in right now. So for you and I, it's a real good, teachable moment. It's, a, it's a, something that we can learn from. And as far as when you're going to get involved, why you would get involved in a situation, those are things that you're going to have to determine and answer for yourself because ultimately that decision, if the time ever comes, will be in your hands. But on another note with this there is going to be a trial which means that there's going to be a verdict and I was talking to my wife about this I was also talking to some other family members about this when I was back in Oklahoma and I was saying well whether you think it's uh, you know the whole thing kind of came up and I was saying well look whether you think it was justifiable or not doesn't matter uh, and they were talking about, well, the news said this, and blah, 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 blah. And then I would say, well, actually, what they're finding out now is this. And did you know that uh, NBC altered the tapes? And did you know that you know he actually did have injuries? And, of course, they, they were like, oh, no, we didn't know that. We just were listening to this one particular station. I'm kind of speaking of the media. 
it doesn't matter what you listen to. They've all got an agenda. Uh, if you think Fox is going to be square with you, you're out of your mind. Uh, if you think Fox has your best interest in heart, they have your interest as much as NBC and MSN and CNN. They don't really give two, two hoots about any of us out here, about our well-being. What they really care about pretty much is rating. Getting people to tune in so that they can sell advertisement. That's a, you know, it's a business, and you need to realize that. Now, also, you need to realize that they all have agendas. They may be different. They may seem to support one side or the other, but ultimately, eh, I don't know how dedicated they are to that agenda, one way or the other. Uh, again, m their main agenda is money, is making money and, and getting ratings and getting people to watch. So that, let's say that the Zimmerman thing comes to a comes to an end two or three months from now, and it's uh, something else is going on. There's some new form of circus that's being paraded before us. A few weeks before the Zimmerman trial comes to a conclusion, they're really going to start bringing this up, and they're gonna you're gonna see a lot of the decisive stuff and saying how it was a racial issue and all this other kind of jazz. But the main thing is, and again, they're doing it for ratings and to make money, but the main thing, and this is what I was talking to my family about, is we're going to know probably in advance, a few days in advance at least, when the uh, verdict is going to be given to the public. And so let's say that they're going to make that, they were going to make that verdict... Uh, well, I don't know. Let's say June 1st. Which they're not, but we'll just use that. That's maybe that's a Friday. That may be a good day. And they may give you the time. They may not. They may give us the time. Now, let's say it was going to be June 1st, which would be a Friday, and it was going to be at 3 o'clock. That may be a day that you may want to leave work early, if you can. Or you may want to call in sick after lunch, again, if you can. Because when they read that verdict, if it comes out that they say, oh, Zimmerman was justified, there's probably going to be a lot of unrest. There may, I don't know if they're going to full-blown riots, but there may be some unrest. There may be some people that are looking to get some justice where they felt that it, it wasn't meted out in the courts. And that may be a day that you want to kind of stay home. It may be a day that maybe on that Thursday or Wednesday, you go to the grocery store so that you don't have to be out. You, let's say that if you, on that Friday, your family normally goes out to a pizza place and has your, and that's your family time and you, that's your meal that you eat out that week for, you know, if you did something like that. Well, maybe you bump that up to Thursday. Try and stay home on that day. Now, let's say that they're going to do it at 3, but you just can't get out of work. You can't uh, you can't afford it, and you're going to have to drive through uh, a crummy neighborhood. Don't make any stops. Or, well, let's, before let's talk about a crummy neighborhood, let's talk about make sure you get plenty of gas on Wednesday or Thursday. Make sure you got a full tank or get it that morning. Don't make any stops on your way home. If you happen to drive through a crummy neighborhood, uh, 
because it's a little bit faster for you to get home. Make sure that you drive out of that crummy neighborhood. Don't go that route. Go a different route. Go the route to where it may take you a couple of hours longer, even if it took you a couple hours longer. And some of you guys may be out there saying, ah, you know, are, are you kind of you kind of blowing this stuff out of proportion? Eh, maybe, maybe not. It also wouldn't be a bad idea to make sure that you have whatever food you're going to need, whatever supplies you're going to need kind of stored up. Don't let yourself be without toothpaste or toilet paper. Don't let yourself be without two or three days worth of food in your house uh, to where you've got enough milk for your kids or you've got enough bread to make sandwiches. You've got sandwich meat, things like that. Uh, again, if they if they say that the verdict is, well, he's not guilty and he's going to get off, you know, we could see riots. Now, The opposite is true as well. As let's say they say that, no, it was a bad shoot, and Zimmerman instigated everything, and and uh, was the initial aggressor, and blah blah blah. There still may be riots because people are going to go out there and tear stuff up in celebration. We've seen it happen uh, over something as trivial as winning a playoff. So still, when when this whole thing comes down, because the press has made such a big deal out of it, and they will make a big deal out of it again right before the verdict is read, you know, with the trial coverage and all this other stuff, it's they're gonna they're gonna do it not because they have interest in informing the public, but because they again they want to sell advertising and they want to make money. But just be aware of this stuff. Be aware that. That day, whatever that day it happens to be, pay attention, look, you know, try and find out when it's going to be and make sure that you're not out. Make sure that if you have family members that maybe they stay home that evening, uh, make sure that they're not going into places where they shouldn't be, uh, where maybe a place would normally be okay, but because of this, people's tempers are up and, uh, there could be some volatile situations. And again, the best the best way to not be in a situation is to avoid it. So don't go out late and celebrate that night. If you're going to have a birthday party that night, it may be a little inconvenient. Do it the next couple of days or do it a couple of days early. Now, kind of getting back to the, the thing about having a little bit extra food and, and stuff in your house. And maybe having some food that you don't need to cook that you could uh, eat. So like some sandwiches or uh, even your old standby of peanut butter and jelly. Uh, it may do you some good to have, let's say that there's a big riot and for whatever reason the power goes out in your area and it's not going to be able to be fixed until two or three days later. It would be nice if you had a way to cook your food. It would be nice if you maybe had gone to the store and bought a couple of bags of ice the night before. Uh, And again, a a lot of this stuff you should probably already have on hand anyway. But if you don't, and uh, it may be a good good time to just start with a couple of little things. Uh, Again, having a couple extra bags of ice, you know, go to the store, buy them, uh, throw them in your freezer, and uh, if the power does go out, you can leave your food in the in the freezer or the fridge as long as you can. 
and then transfer them over to a couple of old coolers that you got and throw in the bags of ice. Uh, also, make sure you've got water, things like that. You know, at least to last you two or three days for, you know, if for whatever reason, just if uh, nothing else, the power just went out, that type of thing. So anyway, I think I've kind of harped on that enough. Uh, on the last show, I had talked about a lot of times we seem to focus on, oh, there's this gun ban or they're trying to do this restriction. And so I had asked for maybe a, a little bit different. So what are some things that are good? What are some good things that have happened? Hey, hey, Tony. It's Carson from Canada here. You, uh, in the last show for the Farm Cafe, you asked us to call in and and tell you any uh, positive legislation that we've had in our states. Well, I'm sorry, it might not be a state, but I hope you'll accept the, our country um, having gotten rid of our non-restricted firearms registry. We are what some morons would call regressing, or as I would say, we are improving our firearms laws here that way. So, my four rifles tonight, well, two hunting rifles, 22 and a shotgun that I own are now no longer registered. Do ya? So, suck on that, anti-gunners. Suck on that. Also, I'm curious, um, you started, uh, quite a while back, you started doing a little mini tip on the, uh, Practical Defense Podcast, and then you stopped it. I, I was just wondering if you got really hurt when uh, when Alex questioned your taste of music. Okay, sorry, he didn't question your taste of music. He said it sucked. I, I, every now and then I disagree with him. With the last song you played at the end of the last pod, uh, the last episode, I have to agree with him in that case. Sorry. But it was not particularly inspiring. More of the alternative stuff, please. Have a good one. Bye. Hey, Carson. Thanks for sending that in. Appreciate it. And hope to hear from you again real soon. It's interesting to get somebody's perspective from outside of the United States. Uh, a lot of times we can be pretty myopic in our view of uh, gun culture. Uh, and not so much Second Amendment stuff, because, of course, that's only going to apply to the states. But gun culture in general, you know, there's there's uh, other countries that still have guns. And that uh, even though if they have a lot of restrictions and a lot of caveats on, on how they can have stuff, there's still lots of other countries out there where private citizens can own guns. One really good thing about that registration being... Uh, or, or the, uh, how, how should I phrase it, the requirement for registration being lifted is what that says is that it's more freedom going to the individual so that you as an individual there are able to own certain firearms and it's nobody's business. It's not the government's business. It's not uh, the police's business. If you haven't done anything wrong, why should you have to go and register this thing? So that is a fantastic first step up there. Hopefully more things like that will follow. A few years ago, I think it was maybe back, was it, 
when did I go to the gun rights policy conference? I can't remember. But anyway, I remember we had a speaker who was from uh, Canada, and he was talking about a lot of the things that were going, a lot of the things that they were trying to push for. And this was one of those things at that time. Uh, so it is good to see that other people in other countries are fighting to take back basically their rights to self-defense. And, you know, you could see in, even in a, in a broader picture, you could say it's the right to own certain private property. Now, uh, as far as addressing the uh, uh, when I used to do the guest spots over on Alex's show, I did do them for a while. But, you know, I, like I said, even with this show, it, it's it's hard to get them out on a regular basis. And uh, I enjoyed doing the tips for his show. I think I did maybe four or five of them. I can't remember. Uh, but it was just, uh, you know, you've got so much going on and you want to do a good job and it takes time, even something that takes four or five minutes. You know, you want it to be done well. You want it to make sense and have good flow. Uh, so it was one of those things where I felt that I couldn't sort of deliver the stuff all the time uh, on a regular basis. So uh, that kind of went by the wayside, which is fine. Uh, now, as far as my taste in music, how dare you, sir? How dare you? Uh, you know, what's funny is over on the Armed Eight podcast, I was kind of doing the same thing where I would just play kind of oddball songs or songs that kind of struck my fancy. And some of them I would play, and I had done that on you know on this show as well, I would play even if the, the music wasn't that great, a lot of times what they were saying in the song or, or the general idea of the song was something that related to the subject matter. And I especially was trying to do that uh, with Firearms Cafe, at first, and then it kind of moved on to, well, I just sort of, you know, kind of play whatever strikes my fancy. But over at the Armed Ape podcast, what I've done is I've kind of given the show its own sort of theme music. Uh, so it's, so it's, I'm not necessarily playing new songs all the time, so it's going to be the sort of the same deal. And I'm probably, you know, I've been thinking about, I, uh, I kind of like how that is, and I'm thinking I may do something like that here as well where i uh, i may i may change the intro music and i may get a, a just a set song or maybe two or three songs or something that i would do in rotation but i'll, I'll probably like to try and find one that i really like and then have that just be the closing music for the show now speaking of closing of the show i think i've kind of rambled on long enough thank you guys so much for hanging in there with me and uh for sticking with me the the show is in no danger of uh, of going off. I still really enjoy doing uh, this show as well as my other one. And if it ever comes to to the to the place to where it's time for the show to draw to a close, I will definitely announce it and uh, and sort of do uh, cl have closure to it. I guess you know a lot of times there's there's a thing called pod fade where people will start to do a show and after about 10 episodes or so, or sometimes it can be after 20 or 30, they just don't come back on. They just don't, and you never hear from them again. And a lot of times people are left sort of not holding the bag, but they're kind of wondering, well, what did happen or why did that show end? Um, but like I said, for me, I have no plans uh, to end the show anytime soon. So that may be good news for some and terrible, horrible, bad news for others. All right, my friends, I will talk to you guys next time. Take care.
Superhuman strength. Oh, 